the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Spirit of God, we thank you. Thank you. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures evermore. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your manifest presence. Thank you, Lord, that your word is going forward with clarity and with power and with testimonies. Confirm your word and establish it as true in every life today. Let your name alone be glorified in Jesus' precious name. All right, abounding with blessings through stewardship. Come with me to the book of um, Proverbs 28, verse 20. Proverbs 28, 20. A faithful man shall abound with blessing, but he that maketh his to be rich shall not be innocent. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. It says, and God is able to make all grace. Somebody say it. God is able to make abound to me. Let's read. Now, I want you to personalize it. One go. God is able to make all grace bound. Having all sufficiency in all things, I will abound unto every good work. I see you will abound unto every good work. So, Proverbs talks us about abounding, and then 2 Corinthians also talks about it. God is able to make grace. Where you are faithful, God makes grace available to you. Where you are faithful with handling matters, God makes grace available to you. Receive grace this morning. Amen. I said, Receive grace this morning Amen. to abound in every good work Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, so our text is uh, Matthew 25, verse 14 to 30. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by a story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted, take note of the word entrusted. Entrusted what? Please look at it with me. And trusted what? To them while he was. Then he who had received the five bucks of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. All right. Then he goes on. He goes on. The second one came with his report. Then the man returned. Look at verse number 19. After a long time, their master, their master did what? Return. Oh, say it. Their master did what? Uh -huh. Their master did return, and what did he say from his trip? And called them to give what? Read with me. Give what? Account of how. Okay, so the first one said, You gave me this, this is what you have. The second one said, You gave me this, this is what I have. And then, verse number 24. Let's read it together. One go. Then the one came and said, Master. I knew you, harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering. 
I was afraid I would lose your money. So, here is your money back. But the master and lazy servant, if you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest. Sent to you anyway, say God is looking for some interest from your life. Yeah, God is looking for some interest. If you put your money in any investment treasury bill, why didn't you put it anywhere but treasury bill? Because you are looking for some. You are looking for what? Huh. God has also made investment in you and is looking for interest. And I pray that our lives will bring forth the interest. Amen. May your life bring forth the interest. Amen. Now he says, Then he ordered him to take the money from the, the servant and give it to the one with ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given. When we are through with this session, I'll be talking about managing God's money. What I'm teaching is not just about just uh, giving and all of that. It's quite comprehensive. And it, it, I will do it up to a point, pause it, and then introduce something and come back to it. Because most of the time, when, when you, people are growing in the Lord, they learn to give. But beyond giving, there are other things you need to do in order to advance and receive more. The people who have more money in the kingdom are people who prove themselves as knowing how to utilize what God gives them. Are you here with me? Yeah. If God gave you 1,000 Ghana and you went to buy shoes you don't need, you are a waster. Are you here with me? Yeah. You bought a phone you don't need. You are a waster. Because some people are using very expensive phones. They don't need them. They don't need them. It's, it's WhatsApp. It's picture. I want a sharp camera. What for? To take a picture, show yourself on Facebook. That is the price. That is the, the reason why you want an expensive iPhone. There are people who are looking for capital to start business. Their capital is their phone. You are a waster. God doesn't give resources to people like that. Am I communicating here? Yeah. By the time you are using a certain expensive phone, the phone should be able to do everything I do as a pastor, all the sermons I prepare, I can do them remotely. Anywhere I am, once I have my phone with me. Everywhere I am. I can do all of that. Anywhere I go. Am I communicating here? If it's just for communication, then I am is okay for you. You see, you see, there are things people are looking for, status symbols. No, 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 no. They are, they are just, <laughs> they are, you are just wasting your life. I, I want the latest uh, Samsung phone. To do what? The phone you are using is a computer itself. Listen, one of the things I have not had time to do, every time iPhone, they review a new one, I, I download the new, uh, listen, manual and I go through it. I've not been able to do it in recent times because I've been overwhelmed with a lot of things. I go through it. And sometimes, if I'm not able to do it, I check it with the one guy who gives me the phone or I buy it for. And then I tell him, what's the difference between this, that, that, that? If I see that the, the update does not apply to me, I will waste my money to go and buy it. Am I communicating here? You see, you see the, a lot of people are poor because of their making. It's not because God is not blessing them. I've been tightened. I don't see results. No, 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 no. It's not, a, it's not true. Because you are trying to accuse God blindly. God gave back to you, but you wasted it. Are you here with me? You wasted it. You wasted it. 
You wasted it. And if you are a waster, God cannot entrust you. I want you to understand that. Because God is not a God who is interested in wasting resources at all. If we're wasting resources, we will not be here. The amount of money that goes into the things we do here, if we were not managing properly what God brings us, and you look at the number of faithful people who give in the church, we will not be here. Praise the Lord. Listen, a lot of people are looking for much. You don't need much. You need to manage where they later. A lot, I want this much. Uh, I want capital. I want to start this business. There is no serious investment, investor who will give you big money when you have not proven yourself trustworthy in later money. It will not work. So let's get it straight. Are you here with me? He says those who use well shall have more. They have more. Listen, those who get more money, even unbelievers who are able to make more money, they are able to make more money because they are more disciplined financially than the average believer. If you are not financially disciplined, you will give title. We will pray for you. The favor of God will be there. They will pay you. You will still be poor. I will not. I'm, I can't help you about that. Some of you, you just in your home, you just spend, 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 spend. No, 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 no. There must be a family budget. And when it, it, things are going up, hey, we need this. I say, what happened to the money? Lovingly. Am I communicating here? Yeah. And then, oh, goose, price of goose and that have gone up. Okay, so we need to believe God and change our level. Am I complicating it? That's how it is. We have lived on a budget. Since we got married, we have lived on a budget every month. Every month. And there are other people who live in us. Just not just me. Every month. Every month. When what I was receiving at ICS was about 600 cities a month, we were on a budget. Right from there, I've lived on budget since. You are just walking about. You just spend as it goes. We are married. We need this. No. I mean, at a certain time of the month, uh, Annabelle, I want to eat pizza. I say, you eat pizza now. <laughs> no, 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 no. You eat pizza now. Well, I'm doing that. We are doing that. We are doing that. We are doing that. No, 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 no. Yeah. So there's a time you eat pizza. There's a time you don't eat pizza. I'm not communicating here. You see, you see, God is not a waster. Things don't just happen accidentally. Most people think that we are just, listen, you'll be poor. You'll be poor. And you can't be poor here. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. I don't want you to be poor here. That's why I'm teaching you the things I'm teaching you. Are you here with me? Yes. Yeah. So it's very, very critical. Learn to use where what is given you. Am I communicating here? Listen, don't be a waster. When a new iPhone comes, I check all those things I have told you about, and I need to upgrade. I don't go and pay this thing. When they go, they check my battery power. It's sharp. So I don't buy a new one. They just exchange it for me. Because when they exchange it, it's almost like storage. It. I'm a good handler. Am I communicating here? Yeah. I don't waste. I don't waste. This. My iPhone, then there's no this thing. If I'm using my it's always in this uh, uh, Front, listen, it's expensive. I cannot afford to replace a screen. I can afford to uh, uh, replace, but I will not waste money to replace it. So I'd rather get it. Listen, you, you want people to see the back that is iPhone. So you are put it in something like this. Just to uh, 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 flaunt that you are using iPhone. And when they are making call, they do it like this. So people will see that it's iPhone. Obi be mistake. Ne eboha. Yeah. 
Am I communicating here? Let's be very serious with our lives. Listen, if your phone is not helping you to get more money, you don't, you don't, it's not wise to buy a phone that does not help you to get more money at an exorbitant price. Please, I beg you. I beg you in the name of God. We've been looking at abounding with blessings through faithful stewardship. Somebody say abounding with blessings. Faithful stewardship. Say abounding with blessings through faithful stewardship. Okay, so if you saw, you, you, you followed what we read, you see that every one of them who faithfully used what was given, they abounded. The one who had two received more. The one who had three, uh, five received more. The one who got reprimanded was the one who didn't use wisely that which was given to him. We abound with blessings when we learn how to manage God's resources very well. How can we abound with blessings through faithful stewardship? We need to understand some basic things. Stewardship, there are some things that are critical that we understand. We said that number one, everything belongs to God. Somebody say everything belongs to God. Say everything belongs to God. First Chronicles chapter 29, verse 10 to 14. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Then David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. Oh Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and what? Forever and now let's read what he says. Yours, oh Lord, is the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in heaven and on earth is say it well. Everything in heaven and on earth is what? Oh Lord, this and this is your we adore you as the one who is over verse 12. Wealth and come from you for you rule over power and might are in your hand and at your discretion people are made great and given good <laughs> oh our god we thank you praise your glorious name verse 14 i want us to read verse 14 together all of us one go but who am i and who are my people that we could give anything to you Everything we have has come from you, and we give you only what you first gave us. Can somebody say an amen? amen. This morning, as you are come to church, whether you are bringing your tithe or you are bringing your offering, do you have this mindset? Do you have this mindset? If ever an opportunity comes and you are called to give up something, do you always have the mindset that when you are giving an offering, you are not giving to God in the real sense, but you are actually returning what he gave you, a portion of what he gave you? Do you have that understanding? This is foundational. Some people give tight because they fear God will curse them. God is not in the business of cursing people. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, 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 no. He will not let Jesus die and still put a curse on people. The curse God wanted to put on people, that curse could not be in place when Jesus died. The moment Jesus died, all those curses were broken. The Bible said Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the Lord, having been made a curse for us. So God doesn't curse people. If you look at the man who went and hid his talent, do you know the reason why he hid it? He didn't use it. Okay, so this is what he says. He said, 
Everything we have came from you. And we are bringing back to you. When you are giving, that must be the understanding. So, you are, when somebody has given you something and you are bringing a portion to him, do you come in fear? Please talk to me. Do you come in fear? You come with joy and gratitude. I mean, look, the person who gave you everything, life, everything you have, he gave you everything. And now, he's giving you the opportunity. It's, even, it's, it's actually a privilege to give something to someone who has been your source of everything. Do you understand what I'm saying at all? He has been your source of everything. To give us something to him. It's a privilege. That's why giving is a delight for those who understand God like that. I have never given to God out of fear. Even when I didn't know much about this, I have never given to God out of fear. No. So you have to understand first of all that everything belongs to God. Somebody, everything belongs to God. Listen, you can't be a good steward until you understand that everything belongs to God. But please, I want to encourage you. When you go home, the text I'm using to teach, Matthew 25, verse 14 downwards, go read it again, again, and again. Everything has to do with the owner and his servants. The owner and his servants. He gave them his money. One, he owned them. They were his servants. Then he gave them his goods to go do business. Everything had to do with the owner and how they handled him. And their change of level was all dependent on how they handled the resources the owner gave them. You don't have money. God has the money. Can you say an amen? My salary. How can I take my salary and say I'm giving the whole thing as a first fruit? My salary. (laughs) That will open you up for all kinds of satanic attack. Because if it's your salary, you have to protect it. If it's your health, you have to protect it. If it's your you have to protect it. But when it becomes God's, Whatever can touch God can touch you. Am I communicating here? So I would rather give my money to God so that in his hands I will collect something and use. So, you know, I'm excited that I'm not an owner. When you are not an owner, listen, if you are a tenant and you are living in a house, you've rented a house, okay, and you have a good landlord in, in the West, some, in fact, most of the time, that is done well. Here, you can rent the house and then when something is wrong, you call landlord, he's, he collect two years rent and finish. When something is wrong, don't call him. Yeah. But you see, in the two year period that we've rented the place, anything that goes wrong within the house, within the premises, there are things that they have a responsibility to take care of. And the moment you call them, because they are honest, there is a leakage in the roof. That's not your problem. All you need to do is to call the owner. I'm not communicating. But when you are the owner, you have to fix everything by yourself. I'm not communicating here. That's why those who own themselves, they go through life with a lot of difficulty. God is the owner. He owns my life. He owns my intellect. He owns my strength. He owns my health. That's what mommy taught you two weeks ago. So God owns my life. Somebody say, God owns my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. God owns my life. I know I have never, never had the difficulty to release whether first fruit type. No, not at all. Because I always remember that I think about two weeks ago, it was you I was speaking to when I told you I'm excited. I, I, I mentioned to you about one elder, Pentecost elder, when I was almost going off after smoking some things. You remember? How many of you remember the story? If you've been in this church for long, you will remember the story. When I was in secondary school and I, I, I was a uh, rogue and I was messing up, smoked and uh, combined some elements. 
And then the thing was entering my head. I was almost going off. I began hallucinating. It was after uh, uh, three or four days I heard the word. I, I got to hear, understand the word hallucination. I said, I don't know where I was. I was just telling people. They led me to a prayer camp, a Pentecost elder. And thankfully, about uh, two weeks ago, I saw him on Facebook. I said, wow, this man is, I was so excited. I was speaking to Jane, I was telling him, I was so excited. And I plan to go look for him very soon. He may not even remember at all. You see, that was where I was headed to. If I was not alive today, if I was mad, will I have something to claim my own? Have you seen a madman who says, this is my house? This is my car? This is my wife? No, 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 no. So if God spared me from going mad, he gave me life. And today I can stand before people and articulate and present the gospel of Christ to people. Everything I have. Obviously, it's his. But you see, you think you are smarter. You think you are forgetful. That is why forgetful people are usually ungrateful people. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you meet anybody who is ungrateful, don't worry about them. They have a short memory. They forget too quickly. And when you forget the deeds of men, uh, even men will punish you when you forget their deeds. But God in his mercy and graciousness... <laughs> Would want to get your attention, so he tell them, I'm bringing you to a good land. A land that will be, when you get there, be careful you don't forget me because if you forget me, you'll be gone. The moment you forget me, you open yourself up for all kinds of attacks to be able to reach you. You remember when Israel was coming against uh, the cities when they left Egypt and they were going, they said, We have heard how your God dealt with the cities of Jericho, dead. So what they had actually made them fear their gods. They knew that they were in certain partnership with a certain God whose power and might is much less. So people were not afraid of them because of them. They were afraid of them because of their God. Are you following what I'm teaching here? And it's the same thing. Well, if you forget God, your mess will be too much. <laughs> The Bible said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, I was speaking to who? Somebody this week, and I was telling him that, listen, you need to be mindful of the fact that you have an adversary. I know I have an adversary. And you have an adversary also. We have an adversary called the devil. He's walking about, seeking whom he may devour. You have an adversary. And that adversary is watching out for you. But just as you have an adversary, you also have an advocate. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. You see, there's an adversary out there, but there's also an advocate. And as long as you are in alignment, in agreement with the advocate, the adversary can never win in your life. But when you ignore your advocate and you are minding what your adversary is saying, Satan is telling you, you don't qualify, you, you are a mess, and all of those things, and you are giving him attention. He takes over. But when you focus on what your, adv your advocate is saying, my advocate says that I should not be condemned. My advocate says that his blood is speaking better things for me. My advocate says that I am healed. My advocate says that my sins are forgiven. My advocate says that I am the heir of righteousness. My advocate says that I am loved and favored by God. That's what I'm focusing on. I'm not complicating here. You see, so the people are working with depression because they are more conscious of their adversary than their advocates. Say, I have, I have an advocate. It is true. Say it. It's true, it's true. that there's an adversary. But it's also true that I have an advocate. Somebody say, I have a great advocate. Yeah. 
when you go to court and you have such a great advocate, <laughs> no matter how bad your case is, you can still smile because your advocate speaks and he has all the facts and they are sealed. Your advocate is speaking good for you. Amen. So please understand everything belongs to God. It's not the tithe that belongs to God. Everything belongs to God. So say, ah, how can I? They say, I, I, okay, giving 10% is okay. But giving the whole is another thing. No, it's because you don't understand that everything belongs to God. That's why Titan is the thing that has really prevented a lot of people from giving to God like they should. A lot of Christians don't give to God as much as beyond the 10%. And yet they feel that they are doing such a great act of kindness and generosity towards God. No, 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 no. If I have time, I would work, and maybe I will have time because that is what the work I do. You know, the Israelites, they were paying about 23% to, through the tithe. There was something that was going into the temple. There was that for widows, and there was that that was going. Oh, when you put all of that together now, when you finish this, forget about peace offering, sin offering, uh, uh, and wave offering. All of those offerings, by the time you put them together, it was crazy they were given to God. No wonder God was also there for them. He said, I am bringing you into a good land. He was the one who was doing all the things for them because they depended absolutely on him. One day, David the king made a mistake and went to count the people of Israel. God got so angry that he released a plague upon the people. And the reason why he did that was because, David, I am your God. I am your shield. I am your protector. I am the God who is your defense. No weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against you. David, I have told you that you are my people. Israel is my precious son. And so, no matter who comes against Israel, why did you count them? David wanted to count them so that he would know how strong his army is. He had forgotten that when, as a young man, he came face to face with a man called Goliath, he didn't come with the army behind him. He came in the name of the Lord. But David had come to a place now where now he's not looking at the name of the Lord, but he was looking at his resources. And a lot of believers come to that place most of the time. When you are poor, your faith is sharp. When you get money, the first thing you think about when you have a headache is paracetamol. You are backsliding. Am I communicating here? Those days where you couldn't afford paracetamol, you have to believe God to be well. But today, everything, go do this checkup. You will even pray. You, won't, you don't pray. Now listen, and faith is that, that if you don't use faith in little things, it will not be developed and grow so you can use it in greater things. So tomorrow, if you don't use your faith to deal with, uh, uh, what do you call, headache, stomach upset, now you don't even try. If Satan mistakenly go to the hospital and they mistakenly diagnose you and they say you have a cancer, you, you will die in no time. You know there's a mis mis misdiagnosed disease. They miss it sometimes. They miss it. And when they do miss it, and your faith is not vibrant, you'll be gone. Am I communicating here at all? Somebody say, everything I have, everything I am, belongs to God. All right. Now, listen. If everything you have and you owe belongs to God, then automatically you are a steward. If God is the owner of everything, then you are a steward of everything. Somebody say, I'm a steward of everything. You are a steward of everything. You are a steward. In fact, you are such a steward that on the day of judgment, the Bible said you shall give account of every deed that you have done. In your body, you are a steward. So this body is not yours. 
How can you go through the week and you take a shower? Because under the guise that these days the weather is cold, you go to work all day, and when you come home, instead of bathing, single lady, you don't bath, then you sleep. You see, you are not handling the body faithfully. Am I communicating here? You are not handling the body faithfully. After going through secondary school and finished, you still brush your teeth once a day. You are not handling your mouth faithfully. Am I communicating here? And I'm telling you, you don't know when it will cost you, but the cost will come. When the gentleman decided he would dig the ground and put the thing down and will not use it, he didn't know a day was coming. There's a day called a day of accountability. You see, there are best sometimes, it's not God who is calling you to account. It's your carelessness that is calling you to account. When the prodigal son decided to mishandle and abuse the resources his father gave him, he forgot that a mighty famine will come someday. When it came, he had nothing to lean on. And the Bible said he was reduced to the status of wanting to eat food offered to pick. Nobody should ever get there. Amen. Your amen is very weak. Amen. Somebody say, I'm, I'm a steward. I'm a steward. Yeah, last week, I walked you through what it means to be a steward and what God requires of us as stewards. God requires us that as stewards, we handle his resources with great care. God requires us as stewards, we learn to appreciate that. That is it. The reason why I'm a joyful steward is because of the grace of God. Somebody say grace of God. Grace yeah, the grace of God. You are a steward because of the grace of God. You are a steward because of the generosity of God. Somebody say I'm a, I'm a, I'm a steward because of the generosity of God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, no matter how much we give, eh, none of us can ever come to a place where we would give God. Are you here with me? Yeah. <laughs> none of us. So, he's generous to us yesterday. He's generous to us tomorrow. He's generous to us always. When Joseph had that opportunity, he knew that he didn't qualify to be there. So, gracious, generosity. And then, of course, the goodness. Today, we want to look at good stewards. Somebody say good stewards. Now, listen. This is good stewards part one. Listen to me very carefully. You see? It is not a question of whether you are a steward or not. As for steward, you are. Somebody say, I'm a steward. I'm a steward. Say, I'm a steward. I'm a steward. Somebody say, good stewards. Steward. Say, good stewards. Steward. Uh -huh. So, what, this is what we are saying. Now you understand that God is the owner. Somebody say, God is the owner. God. I'm a steward. Uh -huh. Now, if you know you are a steward, it's the question of what kind of steward will you be? Because all of us in life are stewards. But those who get the opportunity to receive more are good stewards. So what kind of steward are you? Are you a good steward or a bad steward? Let's say we all work at Confanoti. Work at Confanoti Accounts Department. We all work there. But at the place, we all work in the accounts office. But there are people who work there and they are good workers. Others are bad workers. No, so that's it. It's not a question of whether you work there or not. You work there. But what kind of worker are you there? Same thing. So you are a steward. All of them were stewards. Two distinguished themselves as faithful stewards. The others didn't. The word steward, according to the English dictionary. The, the dictionary is called English dictionary. So that's it. He says, a steward is a person entrusted with the responsibility of managing something on behalf of another person. Does it make sense to you? Does it make sense to you? Uh -huh. So, when you are taking care of your body, when you wake up in the morning and you are taking some walks, just to make sure that you burn some calories, 
what you are doing is that you are managing your body on behalf of God. So you are not just doing it to keep fit, but you are also doing something that honors God. Am I communicating here? Uh-huh. So the motivation becomes different. When it, you are learning not to eat too late, what you are doing is that you are managing your body. That's what you are doing. And you are not managing it for yourself because the body is not yours. Somebody say, my body is not mine. Say, my body is not mine. Yeah. Your body is not yours. It belongs to God. And so you have to carry it with care. That is number one. Managing a responsibility on another person. A steward, according to dictionary.com, is a person who manages another's property or financial affairs. One who administers anything as the agent of another or others. Somebody say, a steward is a person who manages the properties of financial affairs. One who administers anything as an agent of another or others. So when you are a steward, that's what you do. You manage things. The money that comes into your hands at the end, you manage it on behalf of God. The, the intel, intelligence God has given you, you use it on his behalf. Now, biblically, let's look at, these are dictionary stuff, but let's look at biblical uh, in the context of the word of God, what a steward is. One, a steward is one who protects and expands the resources of another. Somebody say, I'm a steward. Huh. A steward protects and expands the resources of another. A steward protects and expands. Somebody say expand. Say expand. A steward expands the resources of another. You protect, you expand. You protect, you expand. When the king came or the owner came, do you remember what he said? The one, the, the single man who wasted the resource, the, the resource he gave him. He told him, he said, he said, I'm wicked. I'm, he said, that, it's not about that. You know what? You are a slothful servant. Then he told him something. He said, you ought to have put my money in the bank. Do you remember that? Why do you put money in the bank? To keep it safe. Is that not the case? Put my money in the bank. And then he said, when I come back, I would have received my own with interest. That is expansion. So don't just keep it. But make sure that it's yielding profit. I'm looking for interest. So a steward, in the context of what we are reading, is someone who protects and manages the resources of another person. Expands the resource. God has given you intelligence. Don't just be wasting it away by playing draft. Go to school and get some education. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Don't, don't think that this your first degree is all you can get. Your head has a lot of sense in it. You can learn so many other things and become somebody greater than you are presently. God has given you skills to trade and be able to earn money. Put it to work. Stretch it to the limits. Are you here with me? Yeah, that, that's what a steward is. A steward doesn't just manage. He manages, but much more. He expands it. So when you put something in the hands of a steward, by the time you come back, it's not the same. I'm not communicating here. That, that's it. I think you can put the aces on uh, on now. That's it. So that's one. A steward number two is a trustee. Somebody say a trustee. So a steward is a trustee. When we talk about a trustee, there are a number of meanings. But here he says, one to whom something is entrusted. Something is what? Say something is entrusted. Do you know that all of us have are here with something entrusted to us? 
God has entrusted something in our hands. Entrusted something in our hands. Everybody. Look at this. Uh, Luke chapter 16 verse 11. He said, therefore, if you have not been faithful in the case of unrighteous mammon, deceitful riches, money, possessions, please follow this with me. Let's read it. You get one go. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in sinful riches, money, and possessions, who will entrust to you true riches? Somebody say true riches. Who will entrust to you? If you don't prove yourself faithful, I want to be anointed. I want to be a great teacher. It doesn't start from there. It starts from learning to tithe faithfully. It starts, that's where it starts from. It doesn't start from there. If you are not faithful with money, God cannot anoint you. Because the anointing has greater effect, positive and negative, than money. Are you here with me? Yeah. If you are the type who... <laughs> no, no, no. You waste it. You will trade it for money. <laughs> they will come to you. Give us some of this power. And we'll give you money. You won't tell Peter. Your money perish with you. He said, ah, money. <laughs> Let's go. Or Balaam. He will follow. No, 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 no. The anointing is more precious. Are you here with me? So the Bible says, if you cannot be entrusted with earthly things, nobody will entrust you with the greatest. The New Living Translation says, if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches from heaven? May you become a, a person worthy of trust. May you be trusted with greater responsibility. Shout a believing amen. amen. Shout a believing amen. amen. Please follow it closely because that's who a steward is. A steward is one who can be trusted. Trusted. I've met all kinds of people because I'm a person. This is the work I do. You meet people and they make you feel like they want to really do something big for God. Pastor, pray for me. There's a contract and believe God. When, when it comes, I will do so so and so. Pastor, do this with me. As much as possible, I have learned to do things for people without expecting anything in return. If they come back to say thank you, all the while, all the better. If they don't, I'm cool with them. I'm not complicating it. Because most of the time, the things people say, they don't mean. And I told you a week ago that God knows your thoughts you will think in 10 years. So we need to prove ourselves trustworthy. You are believing God for a million dollars. God gives you 10,000 Ghana CDs or 5,000 CDs every month. And even the basic 10% are tight. You struggle with it. Sometimes you fight with your wife because she's reminding you about tithing. Now, if you can forget such an elementary thing like this, you think God will entrust you with more? No, he will not. I'm not communicating here. He will not. He will not. Number three, a steward is a custodian or a keeper. Somebody say a keeper. Say a keeper. A steward is a keeper. When you meet a steward, you have met a keeper. He keeps stuff well. May you be a good keeper. Yeah. I said, may you be a good keeper. Yeah. When you have a, a, a good man in your life, learn to keep him. Say an amen. amen. When you have a good wife, learn to keep her. When you have a good man as your beloved, learn to keep him. Stop complaining too much. Be a good steward. Praise the Lord. Look here. Genesis 39, verse 20 to 23. And, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him what? And showed him what? And gave him favor in the sight of the... Take note. Keeper of what? Okay. Today we say the prison guard. All right? 
keeper of the prison. Go to verse 22. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was there. Wow. Say it. He was there. Wow. He was there. Wow. Okay, verse 23. Let's go. The keeper of the prison. That is a word I want you to note. He's a keeper. He guards it. He guards it. I remember about two weeks ago. About uh, 20 feet or so. Our electricity just got finished like that and the light went off. I told the children, now listen, <laughs> I told them. Because there were things they were doing that was consuming a lot of electricity. I've been telling them consciously, but they didn't get it. So when this one happened, I said, now see, it's only 10 CDs that is left, or 20 or so CDs that is left. If you don't stop your nonsense and this one goes off, we will sleep in darkness until the month ends. They got it. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? They got it. They got it. This month, I think the, the month after, instead of buying higher, it came down. Am I communicating? Listen, be a good keeper. Don't be a waster. Don't be a waster. Some of us, if you will be mindful of some useless stuff we've been buying to eat, useless things we have been buying, if you be mindful, you would be shocked. If you will be conscious about the number of credit you spend in a month, you'll be shocked about how much you could save. I'm not complicating it. You say, my, my salary is too small. I can't even save 50 CDs a month. But you check. You are not working for a cafe. You are not working this thing. And by the time you finish, you spend 30 CDs. You are not a communication center. You spend 30 CDs on course. 50 CDs on data. You know who you are? You are a waster. Am I communicating here? I'm the founder and the leader of this church. These finance people are here. I have never borrowed money from church because what I'm entitled to was not enough. Never! He's a testimony to it. Never. Never. I've never borrowed money from anybody in my life. Not once. It's not because I've not had the need for it. I learned to live within my means. If I don't have it, I don't have it. If I get it, I get it. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Because at whatever level you are, whatever you have, God knows it's enough for you. Whatever is not making it enough for you, check it. You think you are bigger. You are too small. You think you are big. You see, all of a sudden, you feel that you should be using a, set, a particular kind of phone. That is what is eating you up. That's what is eating you up. So it's not, it's not the forces from outside. It's forces from within. Am I communicating? Listen. Most of the time, when people's money, when your money is finishing, like for instance, you 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 are on a job, a certain job, and they were paying you a certain amount, and you lose the job, and your money has gone down. You were paid, your children were in a certain school, and now you can't afford it. You don't need to be pretending as if you are still in charge. You are not in charge. Your pocket is not in charge. Take the children from there. Take them in a place where you can pay without prayer. Am I communicating here? Listen, you don't, listen, let me, let me tell you something. You don't pay school fees with prayer. You pay school fees with planning. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, those of you who are parents, understand that you pay school fees with planning, not prayer. Yeah. The moment you are praying to pay school fees, my daughter, my son, you are operating above your level. You are operating above your level. 
operating way above your level. Things you don't do. You plan strategically. Am I communicating here? Yeah. You see, a lot of people live their lives to please other people. While at those people, they make great efforts at pleasing. They don't even get pleased. Because when you try to please people, most of the time, they don't get pleased. Praise the Lord. But when you do the things you are expected to do, and you are doing it well, you rather please people that way. So, why should somebody be impressed with who I am, and I'm depressed with myself? It's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. You want people to know that you are in a certain class and you are not sleeping. What's your problem? Yeah. At night, you are not able to sleep because you want to rock. Am I communicating here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I have never been to any of these international preparatory schools in my life. I went to Saito, but I am here today. Am I communicating here? Am I communicating here? Schools don't make people. It's discipline habits inculcated in people that makes them. Am I communicating here? Yeah. It, it, it doesn't downplay if you can afford to give your children a certain level of exposure. But the fact that they have a certain exposure does not guarantee their success. Am I communicating here? Yeah. That is why many people who grow up in homes uh, of wealthy people, they said, I read an article many years ago, I think about 10 years ago now. He says, Children of well-to-do parents, most of the time, 70 to 80% of the time, end up as never do wells in life. Never do wells. Because we raise children, we pamper them so much. Everything you need, you get. No. Everything you need, you won't get. Am I communicating here? And sometimes, you deliberately withhold certain things from them so that they know that life is not all that rosy. Am I communicating here? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a discipline. It's a discipline. Nobody ever drove me to school. My children drive to school. We drive them to school. You walk from DCM so too. <laughs> Sometimes we leave them, walk home, and they walk home. Sometimes walk to school, and they walk. Praise the Lord. Yeah, you see, <laughs> things don't just happen. If my children grow up, they don't have the values I have. They can never become the person I have become. Do you understand? I can give them the house I have. I can give them the car I have. I can give them everything that I have. But if they don't embrace my values, I don't consciously integrate into them my values. They will never, ever, ever, ever accomplish even one, one fifth of whoever I have become. It's not what we give to people. It's what we put in people that changes them. Not what we give them. But what you put into them, what are you putting in them? So be a keeper. Somebody say be a keeper. Yeah, yeah be a keeper. Be a good keeper. You don't need more money. You need wisdom to manage what you have. Am I communicating here? You need wisdom to manage what you have. That's what the Bible says. Wisdom is principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. You see, when we give you more money into your account, we will have to change your head to make the money last. Because whatever is in your head will go and spend the money. Am I communicating here? Yeah. When you give the prodigal son, you see, the prodigal nature is there. And so if you don't deal with the prodigal nature and you give him one billion, prodigality will take it. That is why when people's salaries change, usually their lifestyle also change. Uh -huh. Sometimes, now, imagine that that money had not come. You would have lived anyway. 
Now it has come. And all of a sudden, you are now looking at other things. Your car is no longer your size. Your shoe, you think you need a new one. Even your wife, you are considering another one. <laughs> now, that, that is very serious. Very serious. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, is that when riches increase, there are increase that eat them. There are increase. So listen, if you are going to command wealth, the people who end up commanding wealth, most of the time, they have always learned to live below how much they are earning. Your expenses must always go down. If you earn money and your expenses are always going up, please check it. You see, you don't have to always pray for money. Sometimes, the reason why the prayer is coming, and that's why God is not even answering. Because he gave you the money, you wasted it, and you are praying he gives you more. He won't give you to waste it. So he will teach you the discipline of being without it. So that next time when it enters your hand, you will be careful how you use it. Am I communicating here? That is why God is always a just God. So be a keeper. A steward is a keeper. A steward is a caretaker. Somebody say a caretaker. Caretaker. A steward is not careless. He's a caretaker. Look, I looked up the 13 verse 6 to 7. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. He told this parable, a man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard and he went to look for fruit on it but did not find any. Verse 7. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard. He said to the man who took care. That's a steward. A word takes care. Can I tell you? Take care of your body. And the amount of money you are spending on hospital will reduce. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, Take care of your body. Take care of the relationships in your life. And your emotional roller coaster will soon go away. Because some of the people, every time you engage them, by the time you finish, you are never the same. Something has gone wrong. Be the driver of your life. Don't allow other people to dictate the happenings in your life. Take care. He came seeking fruit. He asked him, what, what have you been doing all around? He asked the one who was taking care. A steward, number five. And my last point. A steward is a manager. Look at 1 Corinthians 4, verse 1 and 2. Let's read it together. One go. So look at Apollos and me as mere servants of Christ who have been put in charge of explaining. Somebody say, I've been put in charge. Uh -huh. Of explaining God's mysteries. Verse 2, let's go together. Now a person who is put in charge as a manager must be, must be, must be. One who is managing must be faithful. Madam wife, the fact that when you ask for money, we make it available. It doesn't mean that it comes easy. So when we give the chop money, be faithful with this management. Don't go and use housekeeping money to go and buy pawns and use it to paint your face. Don't use it to change your bra. Am I communicating here? Don't. You see, budgeting means that money has been set aside for a specific purpose and it's for only that purpose. That's what it is. When you have a woman who is a good manager, when crisis hits, they, they provide a lot of assistance and resources. There are wives who on their own manage the resource, the, the housekeeping money in such a way that every month something is left. Something is left. By your home, you can cook. And when you finish, the one that is 
poured away is more than the one that entered our stomach. Yeah, you can put food in the fridge and nobody touches it until it goes bad. Then you pour it away. You think God will, will give you more? You are tighter? You are, you are this? No, no, you still struggle. Yeah? Once you have cooked and you have put food in the fridge until it's exhausted, you are not cooking a new one. Am I communicating here? Yeah. We are not cooking a new one. We should finish it before it goes bad. That's how I live my life, really. The things I'm telling you, they are not different. If you, you, they give you food, you don't eat it. Asha, Annabelle, the way I'll look at you. Yeah, and Annabelle smarting, then she's crying. When you even look at her, she's crying. But the crying will not let me stop because I need to change something in you. Yeah, yeah. What am I telling Asha? I said, listen, there are people, kids like you in Somalia, they don't get food to eat. <laughs> Yeah, I told you. They don't get food to eat. So, to eat the food and waste it. Am I communicating here? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Listen, God has a plan to entrust us with great resources. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That's his plan. But that plan cannot become a reality if we don't learn how to handle resources. Do you understand what I'm saying? We must learn to handle resources. When we got a church land and we needed to buy the church land, up front, they needed about some 250,000 up front at the time. At that time, we were multitudes, very many here. And we needed to pay it within a certain time before we lost it or gained it. Before we came to tell the church that this is what we are doing, we had already made payment. Part, a very significant payment before. Am I communicating here? Before we came to talk about uh, people giving. If everything that came in went out, you think we'll do that? No, 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 no. There's a certain, till tomorrow, there's a certain percentage our, our expenses don't cross. They don't cross. There's a certain bracket. Once it is in, it's, it, it, it hits there. 30, 40%, that's it. The rest goes into things. As for you, you eat uh, and even God's portion. God's portion of 10%, you still eat it. When you finish, then you go to uh, MTN Momo. <laughs> one day, one gentleman called me and said, Oh, Pastor, I really need help. I said, Really? What happened? Then he gave his narration, blah, 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 blah. And I was just thinking, Should I give this guy? Should I not give him? Should I give him? Should I not give him? Then I began to think. After a while, I just felt, okay, let me just try him with something small. So I gave him, he, was, he wanted a certain amount, I gave him something small. And I sent it via his momo. So I called him, I said, I've sent you the money. He said, oh, Pastor, what could He said, Pastor, what could You see, listen, I even didn't know that you could borrow money. I didn't know you could borrow money from there. That's easy. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, borrow, 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 borrow. Now, MTN. So when the money gets in there, if you are living in the West, you will be deemed as credit unworthy. Am I communicating here? Listen. Anything no obi ba on chain, but so ope busiya. Memano. Mane di odi be ko ebe ko akoy di ope soye. 
until you know exactly what they are doing and they have resource to show don't just do it do you understand what i'm saying because see some people are wasters and after they have wasted their own they want to come and help you waste your own am i communicating here please let's be very very smart here you have to god gives people who are faithful more if you learn to be faithful god will give you more and we'll be walking you through the various aspects where you need to be faithful. I hear with me. Lift up your hands and begin to speak to God. Speak to God. Speak to God and give Him praise. Give Him glory. Speak to Him. 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 Speak to, him. Speak to God and give Him praise. Somebody speak to God. Speak to God. Speak to God. Lord, I receive grace. I receive grace. I receive grace. To be a disciplined spender. I receive grace. To be a disciplined handler of resources. I receive grace. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Put your hand on your heart. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, today I make a fresh commitment to be a good steward. I make a commitment upon your grace that I will handle the resources you have given me and those you are yet to give me with great care. I will be a good keeper. I will be a good manager. I will be a good caretaker. Thank you, Father, for grace that has been released upon me to be a faithful steward in Jesus' precious name. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word and then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified. And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We look forward to having you join us again and again. You are blessed. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Yeah.
Knowing what 